Hey, what's going on? Mike Sparacino here, back with Pucks and Brews, episode three, joined as usual by the goon Brendan Mulroy and Woj. Brendan Woj, now, how you guys doing? Good. How are you, terrible. kid? Are you doing terrible? Why? Not, not a good Snow brew outside. tonight? Yeah, I'm drinking Twisted Tea like a loser. Snow <laughs> out. Uh, Woj had the shovel I heard earlier, too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even shovel my house today. I shoveled work. And, you know, it's fun. I I shoveled literally like the front half of our stoop. That was it. I got up mad late. Too kid, much snow. Kid gets bro. Up Wait, at, how kid late? Gets up at, like kid 4 gets up p.m. Cake probably got up at like one to two p.m. easily. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's kid. Hey, at generous. least I actually tried going to bed at a normal time last night. On like what time was that? Oh, like. 10. Oh, this kid texted me at 5 o'clock. This kid, this kid texted me at 5 o'clock in the morning, dude. Well, that was, was yesterday. Up till that. that was yesterday, no, that was, not today. That was this morning. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I got oh, the text to prove I it. I trust Brendan. He's up at normal hours. You, yeah. I'm not sure about that. No, yesterday. yesterday. Right, maybe it was yesterday. I, dude, <laughs> can you see? Yesterday. Uh, is that a dick pic? All right, yesterday, all right. my dad is literally shoveling right now. Yesterday. Oh, dude, your finger looks brutal. Up close in the camera. All right, I think we should just start this shit Sorry. again. <laughs> no, this is great. That went way off I want to hear this. That went no, way off People want to hear my this. My webcam is being a pain in the ass and not focusing now. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah. sorry you guys had to see my finger, but uh, I'm just going to refocus this real quick. If you are listening and you enjoy a brew here and there, crack one open right now and listen to some hockey talk. That's the rule of the podcast. At least one person on the <laughs> on the panel as my webcam still isn't focused. Well, Mostly I was Woj gonna... has to enjoy a brew during recording. And Dude, my webcam does not want to focus right now. It'll, it'll work itself out. I was going to have coffee today because I'm tired as shit, but I just didn't make it. And I, there was a beer in my fridge, so it took it. I almost had coffee, but then I was just like, nah. So, yeah, um, you don't want to be up until 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, he's going to be up anyway. He might as well enjoy yeah. coffee. Fuck it, dude. Knowing me, I might be up until 4 a.m. Oh, there you go, Shades. You're back. So, yeah, my webcam's back. So let's dive. It definitely has not been a uh, a dull week in uh, Rangers news, unfortunately. But uh, Tony D'Angelo, Dunzo, placed on waivers, gets passed through waivers after an incident in uh after the game against pittsburgh on what was it saturday Saturday. on saturday and yeah he's played his last game with the rangers obviously there's a lot of crap that leaked out most of it false what is true was told but uh what do you guys think give me your thoughts here Woj, you want to start us off uh, we said Tony D and then Dunzo. I thought that was like an Italian jab. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, <laughs> that's just how um, I felt like saying it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say like uh, it's not it's not because of politics. Not because he it's not what he tweets about because they don't really they don't give a shit. They don't care. Well, uh, he it's also like any deactivated his Twitter. Well, yeah, they wanted to like stop like being like a, a nuisance, but they just because they know he's gonna get into some shit if he stays on there. So that's just like to to protect him, but like he, I don't think he really ever said anything that bad on Twitter. I might just be biased, but no, um, recently I don't think he's a, he didn't. Oh yeah, but I don't think he's been like a bad teammate. A lot of the guys do 
like him. I think he's just been frustrated with getting cut and not cut, um, benched because he couldn't deal with that. But I, I think it's just a, a bad moment for him, and he just kind of lost it and, and went off on Georgiev. Brendan? Yeah. I mean, just to add to that, what was like, I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't have any, like, I'm not mad that him, but like he went at Gorbiev, to be honest. Like, huh. this is teammates. Like, they're, they're, you know, they lost the game. Obviously, he was frustrated. But, you know, when you learn more about it and with that press conference with, with uh, JD and Gordon, you know, Gordon kind of told them, hey, listen, you know, you have one, one last strike here and yeah. that's it. So I think, you know, he's kind of just being, you know, a man of his word here. And unfortunately, uh, Tony D is, not on the Rangers anymore, you know, sucks. I wish, I mean, you know, obviously I, I liked his game last year and even though he had a rough start, I I thought he was going to rebound if he played more, but you know, you learn more from Gordon too. And he's saying that he can never really get over that. He got scratched in the second game. And, you know, it's, I feel like right now we're Quinn's kind of style too, is he's, he's kind of just playing like who's better. And unfortunately that, and that's just – that's kind of, I feel like, would happen here, you know? I don't know. It sucks. But especially because we just signed him and, you know, obviously that was one of our – he was one of our free agents in the offseason that was like – and I think everybody kind of wanted wanted to re-sign him, at, especially after the year he had last year. So to then re-sign him, which I thought we got him at a pretty good bargain – Thank God we only signed him for two years, I guess, in this case. But we'll see. Apparently, you know, a possible trade in the works. And, uh, you know, hopefully he gets somewhere and still play. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what you said, uh, J.D. John Davidson even said it himself. Like, he he got in his own way yet again, and this time it cost him dearly. But, uh, yeah, also J.D., like he said, again about the like the rumor crap that wasn't true but I just want to say that this is from reading Rick Carpinello's article and he said he got confirmed from sources on the team that after when the altercation happened after that Pittsburgh game one Georgiev threw the first punch two Georgiev had him in a headlock to me I don't know why but I found that funny but that's that's just but he's what? Russian dude you can't fuck with Russian <laughs> yeah and uh, three, uh, Kreider and or Truba, neither one of them threw a punch. That rumor was false. Uh, but uh, Keandre Miller, apparently, this was also confirmed, he had a major role in breaking the altercation apart, which, hey, good for him. Good for a rookie stepping up. And, and, also, uh, and also, I'm pretty sure this is also true as well, that apparently Miller had reached out to D'Angelo, like, text message too, which... I mean, to me, that shows early on, yeah, this kid's got potential to be a leader in the locker room for sure. And, I mean, obviously we see how even though these last four games have been kind of rough, but he's been the bright spot, I would say, in at least the last couple games. Yeah, no, even even Quinn said, like, D'Angelo was a liked teammate within the room. It's well, just that's like, where it gets that's – the, that's the funny thing, too, is, like, it's kind of interesting. It's like – He's liked by his teammates, but it's almost like I'm not not saying that the management didn't like him. I think they're just kind of tired of having to deal with yeah. the shit. And I think it's mostly just 
bad negative media press too is not helping the case. It's just starting to get annoying because anytime, you know, we play bad now or something before, it's just going to come down to that. Like, oh, even if it has nothing to do with that, it's just, yeah. oh, the Ranger locker room drama is causing them to lose. And it's but not necessarily be the case. That happened. So, well, it could be a but, big uh, win for yeah. us. Yeah, it definitely helped. Um, I was going to say also, like, the last thing, I don't think it's that big of a deal that it was a fight. It happened, what, two years oh, ago in St. Louis? They fought in practice, Sax Sanford and somebody else. Dude, it just happened they, in the offseason, yeah. too, with, with, the, with the Devils, with Wood and P.K. Uh, Subban oh, yeah. going after each playing. other in the camp. And exactly. And, and I think it could have been an interesting time. Like, I almost wish we could have saw it play out just to see if, if they could have gotten through it. Yeah. Through it and it could have been possibly a, a positive thing for D'Angelo, maybe – Maybe you could have seen him uh, grow up a little bit in this case, but I think the Rangers have just had enough of. And I think I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. I think Gordon's just being a man of his word at this point, even though he knows it might not necessarily be, you know, the best move in terms of hockey for the for the club. But yeah, I think it's. I also do think a lot of it's blown out of proportion, or like it's just talked about so much within Rangers Twitter and stuff. I don't know if that has any an effect, but I mean. He wasn't his last straw, but, you know, I don't think he was that uh, that much of an issue within the room. I mean, they even said it. Everyone liked him on the team. So, but, you know, it, just, it had to happen at one point. It wasn't getting any better. And they really cut him based off of his play. And it's seven games in, you haven't really done anything, or, or ten games in, whatever it is. And you haven't done what you were supposed to do since last year. And, you know, that said something needs to change, so. Yeah, his point productions obviously hasn't been anywhere near the same, but I guess I would be kind of pissed too if I was getting scratched for uh, Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> after that week, after that year I had and, last um, year. Last thing we can move on, but they already said, I think Rick tweeted it, that uh, oh, there's suddenly a league-wide interest in Tony D'Angelo in a trade be coming up in the next few days. Possibly. I just so, want to push, yeah. I just want to piggyback off of one thing Brendan said earlier. It's like, yeah, we signed him to that two-year deal. I'm like, it kind of was a bargain. We signed it. Like, he was yeah. coming off a 56-point season that got shortened by the pandemic. There was on-ice value there. And to get him at the price we did for what he did last season, I mean, yeah, it's good value. Hey, look, if you go and, to and Columbus, Torts is going to whip him right into shape. Like, you would hope and to so. be honest with you, too, is – You would hope so. And to be honest, too, it's like – it's hard to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, like – had we known, we could have just trade him. It's like, obviously, we didn't know this shit was going to happen. Obviously, yeah. they would have traded him. You know, like they signed him sure. at a good value, hoping that he could bring what he brought last year. But I mean, you know, he, he does have, he has been on multiple teams now at this point. So I guess, you know, his past probably doesn't help his case either. But yeah. Yeah. Gordon even yeah, said, it, like, they were, like, he flat out basically admitted they were shopping him. It's just they didn't get, an offer that they thought was good enough and yeah. you like as a general manager you're not gonna just trade somebody just to trade them you got to get some type of value back yeah i mean if you're if you're another gm now in this case trying to make a trade for d'angelo it's just interesting because they could have just claimed them off of waivers <laughs> yeah. for the value so i guess my guess would be oh, okay maybe now they're going to try to make a trade and maybe they can get another piece or that or maybe the rangers could possibly retain some of the salary even though it's not a bad 
deal, but I think people are like, you know, other teams, GMs at this point are like, okay, well, the ball's kind of in our court. We have all the leverage in this trade situation because if we don't trade for them, the Rangers are just stuck with them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey, you got nothing to say, Watch. I thought I thought you were saying. Uh, no, no. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think we, we touched on it a lot. And just to, uh, I mean, just to finish talking about the Rangers off ice news. Uh, Assistant General Manager Chris Drury got interviewed for the, <clears throat> excuse me, for the uh, vacant Pittsburgh Penguins GM job. So we'll see what happens with that. I I saw something earlier. I don't know how true it is but I just saw like, apparently he's on the short list of candidates. So like I said, we'll see what happens. I thought he would have gotten that last one that opened up. I forgot who it was with, but uh, he'll, he'll definitely get a good shot at it. I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, he goes and, and joins Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. For what you're reading about that story too, it just seemed like it was kind of like a spur of the moment kind of thing. Like I think even Mario Lemieux was really caught off guard in the ownership of Pittsburgh they didn't inspect that move. He tried trading with Tang. Uh, is that what it was? I thought there's I a lot of rumors. Unless it was fake. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors going around. Apparently that uh, that apparently they were trying to make like a bigger trade and possibly some like a bigger name and possibly even like a Malkin or Crosby getting moved. Which I don't think they would ever trade Crosby, no. but Malkin possibly considering. He hasn't gone off to the best start this season, but he still looks like playing them recently. At least I even thought yesterday, like he looked like he was skating good. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll start tearing it up if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I'd give my two cents on this, but I literally just did not research the topic at all because I was I was. That's all I know. That's all I know about that particular situation in Pittsburgh. It was kind of like a spur of the moment. Apparently, he wants to make some sort of trade, and apparently, they weren't giving him the okay on it. And then he just decided to quit. That was it. But he's also made some kind of questionable trades recently, and I think that kind of added to it. Questionable is an understatement, but. All right, anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the the four Rangers games that have passed since we last recorded. Uh, two games against Buffalo, two games against Pittsburgh. Let's dive right into the first game against Buffalo. Unfortunate loss, but hey, Keandre Miller first NHL goal. Yeah, it was a rocket. Yeah, Shades. There was a damn right. It was a game, That game to me is one of those ones. I'm pulling my notes here for a sec, but to me that's that's one of those games where it's like it's frustrating. I felt like Buffalo scored two or I think they scored two or three goals on the power play. And it was literally like, they just kept doing the same thing. It was like pass, pass from the wing, open up the middle cannon from the cannon from the slot. But the the pattern in a lot of these losses too, is makes it even more frustrating is that every loss seems to be by one goal, which makes it even worse because it shows that we're playing good games, but just, no, we're not getting the job done. And if I remember correctly, too, I'm pretty sure Olmark literally played like the game of his life yeah. against us, of course. <clears throat> I just double-checked there was two power play goals. Yeah, it was two power play goals. And and just to add on that as well, it's not we were not good on the face-offs either against Buffalo. But the funny thing about Buffalo, too, is even, even over the last couple seasons, like ever since they got Eichel, they've been one of the best – I know for a couple of seasons, they, I think even one season, they were one, they were number one in the league in power play. So they've always kind of had like a pretty decent power play, but now with 
with Hall and Eichel and those guys, they actually do have a pretty good power play. Yeah. But uh, another game too, another game just to add to, I felt like this is another one of those games where we were seeing more from the, from the depth as well, D. Giuseppe and Blackwell, which we'll get into his injury as well, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, not too much to add for that first game, but tough loss. But it was the only benefit to playing these in this weird ass COVID nineteen schedules that most of the time you end up playing the same team literally about a night or two after. So it was nice to get to play them right after again. Yeah, and that and uh, that time we actually won <laughs> the second game against yeah, Buffalo. Was... We actually won, and I'm not gonna lie, that game could not have ended on any better of a note. I mean. Alexi Lafreniere, first NHL goal, OT winner. Ah, that just felt so good. It felt yeah, so good. Just to add to it, too, is Blackwell again with another just sick pass. And and also, Shades, I forgot to we forgot to bring this up too, is probably one of the more bigger things that happened in that first game against Buffalo as well. As I'm pretty sure we didn't have Heedle either, right? He no, didn't get he, hurt no. in that game. He got hurt in the Pittsburgh game, but I think we found out before that he bit out. Yeah, I know. We, we brought it up on the – we brought his injury up on last episode, but we just – I don't think we knew the severity yet. It's three to – what, what it's going to be out, what, three to four weeks minimum? Yeah, it's four, oh, four to six weeks, unfortunately. Four to six weeks. I think that, I think that was the report. What was there anything you want to add about this, this next game oh. against Buffalo? Yeah, um, I think I wasn't the only person that – that thought this and I thought I didn't think it was a bad thing. I thought it was completely fine. But I'm pretty sure everyone on like every fan was like, why is Keandre Miller out with Blackwell and, and Lafreniere? Like Oh in the overtime. Steady like AHL guy, rookie defenseman who's like doing pretty good. And like it's kind of right before he started to go off. Like after that game he started to get a, a lot better like uh in general with his game compared to like the first three games and then you have blackwell who like i think he had like three points in a row but like just watch that i was like why are these three guys on the ice out of everybody else worked out great but yeah you i mean honestly that's that's one of those things you always question but then the one time it actually works out you're just like okay i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) i don't know if it's just me but i'm i'm honestly okay with having blackwell on the ice oh yeah situations only because he can fly and he could yeah, actually sure. get pucks. But just to add, too, in that finally, as, as Shade said before, Lafreniere gets his first goal. Thank God. And to be honest with you, he could have had a hat trick that game, but he couldn't <laughs> score. He had rangeritis, as we yeah. uh, like to say. But, uh, yeah, he had how many chances, especially in the third period of that game, too. I felt like he was getting yeah. robbed. So to see him finally score is nice. You want to know why he scored? Because I tweeted why? he can't why? buy a goal. <laughs> That's why he scored. When did you tweet that? What period? Oh, uh, it, it was either it was probably in the, in the third. third period. It was uh, probably in the third after he got robbed for like the 1500th yeah. time of the game. Hey, I also tweeted the boys are looking good tonight a couple games earlier, and then they ended up blowing that game. So maybe I should just tweet the opposite of what I want happening. And then maybe what we actually want to happen will come true. Who knows? I, I'd say I could tweet full time. We probably get suspended. Possibly. <laughs> I did. I did actually yeah. see. 
I did see something that was really interesting. I I don't really like the advanced stats. I don't think this is really much of an advanced stat too much, yeah, but it was off. something they were showing before before the pregame. Just because yeah. I felt like this is one of those stats that like kind of is interesting for this season. So this is something that like Valakad had in like the pregame, and he was talking about how the Rangers actually last season like five on five in the D zone. We were 18th in giving up. I think goals or scoring chances one or the other and uh this year we're actually like fifth overall in defense five on five in our d zone i thought that was interesting well that has a lot to do with uh, the play of fox miller and lingren they've been great so far this season and jack johnson it's been really good Woj, i will leave my house right now to come to yours just to don't slap know you. where i live, I live in the hood. you're right i don't know where you live that's a good point yeah. Jihad. But that leads us to the Pittsburgh game, which I guess ended up leading to all the drama afterwards. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, what do you guys Overtime loss. What happened? An overtime loss. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. It was an overtime loss. And honestly, you know, it was one of those plays where we basically got trapped out there. And the one chance we kind of had to get the puck out, like Gorgiev and D'Angelo ended up having like a miscommunication. And then Crosby ended up getting the puck. And he basically scored a juniper goal where you just like don't even <laughs> shoot the puck off the floor. You just shoot yeah. it low. And Gorgiev didn't make the save. I don't know if it's really on Gorgiev. I guess it kind of is. D'Angelo was kind of screening him. I don't really know who you blame in that situation. But either way, yeah, that led to all the drama after. Uh, Shades, would you have, do you have anything of significance to really add about that Pittsburgh game? It's kind of one of those ones uh, I really want well, to just forget about. Well, I mean, they blew another third period lead, which is already yeah. becoming a very bad theme so far this season for this team, which which kind of sucks. Especially in the third period. Yeah, no, which kind of sucks because like we're what? So how many years removed now? Six or seven, where we were literally just untouchable in third periods. Which it kind of yeah, sucks. We to were see doing quite the opposite. That's the that's the nature we of good. a rebuild, right there. Uh, um, another positive note: Lemieux yeah, just, and Rooney got their first goals of the season. Kreider stays hot, or stayed hot, I should say. He scored for uh, the second out of three games, which we need him to score and get going. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Georgiev, he did like over the course of that game, he didn't look awful, but he didn't look great either. I personally thought he should have had that OT goal, but I forget whether I read it in an article or whether Valakhet mentioned it. It was probably from an athletic article, but uh, Panarin had a chance like a minute before Pittsburgh scored there. If he scores there, I mean, that confrontation between D'Angelo and Georgiev most likely doesn't happen and yeah the things could be very different right now but what happened happened it's in the past rangers just gotta move on yeah i think um <clears throat> that last play in overtime i watched it that they were i didn't watch the overtime but they were like trapped in the zone for a while right like a, a good minute yeah, if, uh, if I remember the times correctly, D'Angelo was out there for like 140 something and uh, Zabana right. and Panera so, were out over two minutes. So this isn't really on Tony, but it's more um, anytime you're in overtime or like a, a tight game or something like that, if the goal is going to make a play, you don't really want to get in his way and force him to hesitate. 
Because if you do that, he's going to get stuck behind the net or something's going to happen. He'll get tripped up and he won't be able to get out in front to make the save. Um, and then as soon as that happened, he made the pay, he made the play. The puck went up the boards, I think, or it went up to the middle. And then Tony went out and he kind of just looked like he was dragging it out there, which I'm assuming is because he was out there for over a minute and a half. But at that point, he looked like kind of pissed off. He's like, what the fuck? Like, we should have had the puck out by now. But Georgiev jumped in and, and dumped it out but didn't clear the zone. So, I mean, you know, it, it's a tough play, uh, but you know, it happens. So. Nobody yeah, I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not surprised that there was some sort of like, yeah. Dispute between them. I honestly like that. That's just frustrating. Like blew another late lead. And I'm thinking too, is, you know, t- Tony D'Angelo's probably thinking like, Oh shit. Okay. I've already been on the ice for one or two goals this game minus now this is really just going to hurt me. I might get scratched again. And I think that's, that's probably what his mindset was. You know, I'm only speaking, just thinking about yeah. it. I don't know if that was true, but I'm sure that that probably played some sort of factor in his head as well as probably like, Oh shit. You know what? Like this is probably going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And he probably said something to his, he was just pissed. But yeah, like you said, shades, this, uh, this trend of blowing the games late is really starting to, get aggravating to watch, especially when it, when it's against Pittsburgh. Uh, I just want to add, though, before they ended up tying that game at four, it was, of course, classic. Like, Lindgren gets destroyed with a high stick, and they miss the call. And then on that Zach faceoff, they end up scoring to tie it, which is just like, ah, always the worst. Hey, my son Will was rocking the Lindgren jersey. Also, just classic of Lindgren getting hit with some sort of stick or puck or something. Yeah. That's also yeah. another trend. everywhere. Hey, but we got to talk. Lingard could be like a uh, Lingard could be like a, a spokesman for like Tampax with how much he bleeds. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was good. And that the was worst, good. great show. That was good. And the worst I mean, part about space. <laughs> I was gonna say the worst part about this before going into the next game against Pittsburgh or last night's game is then of course we we ended up losing Blackwell as well. I'm pretty sure that was in the yeah. Pittsburgh game, right? Or did we lose him before? Uh, I forgot sure. exactly which game. See, I take notes, I but I forget to do it during games, game. so I always mix shit up. But I don't, rem- so I don't remember which. Uh, but obviously, not having him, uh, not having him as well plays a bigger impact because he's been probably one of the better depth forwards that we had, and I, I really have to say I enjoy watching him, uh, D Giuseppe Rooney. At first, I was really like Rooney, like really, but. And same thing with D Giuseppe. He was kind of like whatever, but these guys actually really do get get to pucks, which is interesting because it's some. It's kind of feel like we're always trying to dump and chase, but we're never actually successful at it. But we have been with these guys, so hopefully Blackwell comes back sooner than later. I think he's supposed to be out like seven to ten days. Yeah, and that unfortunately yeah, these AHL was... guys don't want to go down. Yeah. Now that unfortunately was not the end of the injury bug because uh, Brendan Smith. As we all know, he ended up getting hurt in uh, last night's game against Pittsburgh. We're recording on Tuesday, by the way. And uh, that makes what him, Blackwell, Heedle. Is that it or am I missing something? I know uh, Zabanajed got hurt late in the game a few a few games ago. And Strom uh, ended up tweaking well. something the other night. So, but yeah, Strom, I think Strom didn't end up missing the game. 
Yeah, I think that's it, Shades. And obviously then with Tony D'Angelo being put on waivers now, we were short another defenseman. So that ended up bringing uh, Batetto into the lineup yesterday. And any uh, any initial thoughts on his first game? Uh, Woj, I, don't, I wasn't uh, – I was feeling awful last night during the game. So I was – I couldn't really pay too much attention. I had to look away from the screen like every 30 seconds. So, yeah, I had a headache. Uh, so. He was all right. You know, anytime you put on 20, you said this before it recorded. Anytime you put on 22 <laughs> in a Rangers jersey, you just think, damn boy, old Kevin Shattenkirk and Nick Holden. And you're like, yeah, Nick Holden. Fuck, this is terrible. Yeah, not good. Company, it was a rough right? number. So it was, enough, but, I mean, I don't it was know. a rough number selection for the kid. I mean, and then also uh, they had Brzezinski play in the fourth line. He wore 76. And I immediately thought, oh, Brady Shea. Okay. Also, like 1776. Cool, like set of numbers because it's you know America, awful like jersey number. It looks weird. To be honest, I, I didn't really I notice. I didn't notice anything bad necessarily about him, uh, but it was interesting. No, he's fine. I mean, he was he was on the ice for any goals or anything like that. So I'll take that as a positive. <laughs> and we ended up winning the game three one. So, but it had to be intense for him to just step step in in that situation, and uh, play his first game. Against the Penguins. Oh, I also and, forgot. Uh, this, I also yes. forgot the, the win against Buffalo. That was Shesty's first win of the season. So uh, he ended up picking up his second one uh, last night against yeah. the game against Pittsburgh. So uh, he looked a lot. Yeah, better. and he he definitely looked better last night. I, I will say, I know that a lot of people are blaming that first goal on Miller, but honestly, like I equally blame that one on Shesty just because, like he really went way too far out of the net to try to make that save. And yeah, if he, if he doesn't slide out all the way out of the net on that, he probably is back to make that save, even though Miller, uh, he made a rare mistake in that sense, but he made up for it later in the game with just a filthy block in the third period. But uh, he's been, he's been next level. Yeah. I saw some stuff on Twitter where uh, like that goal that Pittsburgh scored there, that was a set play with the shot wide and everything. So that's something to keep an eye on for future games against them. But uh, I like, it has to be brought up again. This was yet another abysmal face-off game for us. Percentage was like 70, 30 yet again, but uh, the positives, we, uh, (laughs) we were six for six on the penalty kill only allowed seven shots. Which yeah, is, Shay, just to add to your point, that really just goes to show you how much we need help in the center position when Brett Howden is basically leading the team in face-off percentage. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. He is. Um, yeah, Zabanajad, if we're going to get on the topic of centers, I mean, he's – I think he knows already, but he definitely needs to step, step it up for sure. Um, he's been kind of – I don't know. I, he hasn't been himself. I know yeah, he dude, COVID he's only got two points. I just checked, like, right before we started yeah. recording. And that's the hilarious thing, too, is, like, you know, even even if you're not necessarily getting the point production, like, you could still be playing good, but I feel like he's just – he's not making an impact on the game like he can. It's funny because I feel like, like, Panarin hasn't been, like – over the top, like dynamic game changer, kind of like he was last year, but he's still like 
a point per game player right now. Like he just has like three yeah. points a game, even on nights when he's not even playing that well, which is just goes to show you how much, how filthy he is. Yeah. You want to know who's got more points than Zabanajad right now? Yeah. Phil DiGiuseppe does. I know that as a fact. And Blackwell. Colin Blackwell. Yep. Yeah. Makes I, you think. I'm not shocked. I know, Listen, DiGiuseppe is like top three <laughs> in points. I think he has like, he, he has a good amount of points, doesn't he? He's like seven points or eight. He's got five. He's got five. Oh, wow. Fourth on the I, team, I though. Fourth on the I, team. I, I almost had that. Almost had that. Almost. Almost. But Panarin's leading the team in points. Correct. Yeah. He's got 12. And uh, speaking yeah, of 12. speaking of Panarin, uh, that was his 400th NHL game last night. And he... Uh, I forgot the st- I forgot to take note of the stat line, but he's got like 427 points his first 400 games, which yeah, he's like, yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, well, it's I like mean, him he out. was rookie in the NHL at like 24, but yeah, that's true. Pretty good. That's true. Yeah, I the, think Caprizov did the talk- same thing. Shades, are you, are you referring to the trivia question that they asked about the 400 points in less than 400 games? Uh, well. Not specifically, but technically, yes. I was gonna say he was like one of like one of like four players, and the other three were it was um it was Malkin, Ovechkin, Crosby, and McDavid, Panarin, and also McDavid. Yeah, well, McDavid hasn't he hasn't even played four hundred games, but he still has it. Over- it just feels like he has because he scored a shit ton of highlight goals. Yeah, but he also like missed basically an entire season, McDavid. So, yeah, and, and he's still a arguably, and he's still the best player in the league. Yeah, <laughs> just, he just broke nuts. His, I think it was like broke his collarbone that time. He's all right. <laughs> what was that? Did one of your phones just vibrate? <laughs> it's it probably was... my headphones. I, yeah, I think my phone. headphones are dying, bro. My headphones a, are dying, bro. That half sounded like a phone <clears throat> buzzing or, or vibrating, and it half sounded like a duck. <laughs> Did you hear that? My headphones are dying. It's it half sounded like a duck. That was my uh, headphones are dying, boys. Quack whistle for mighty ducks. But uh, uh, yeah, boys. Last bit of positive information, dude. Brendan Lemieux looking like Dan Girardi out there. He had a couple major shot blocks there. That is really true. He is Lamarardi or whatever we were calling him, (laughs) Lamarardi. Dude, yeah, he's been a beast. Oh, I actually was, haven't. I uh, actually have yeah. enjoyed watching him play. Oh, that was play bad. a lot this year. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, he's been. He's had some monster. Uh, I wonder shot how it's gonna. I wonder how the Tony not be on the team is gonna affect him and Stone because they're like fucking best friends, like all three of them. It's gonna be weird. I don't know. The I don't only... know. I, I'll take last night as like a as a character win. I think a lot of people are saying that as like kind yeah. of like a character win to go out there and play. And honestly, I thought we really didn't even look sure. that good through the first two periods. We were kind of pretty brutal for yeah. the most part. And we got we ended up scoring the power play goal, right? I think it was Kreider deflection in front. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I honestly thought watching the game last night, the first two periods, they, wow, we're gonna lose this one mm-hmm. big time because we don't look good. But yeah, it was it was a nice win. Yeah, I actually Miller I remember big... I remember Sam Rosen specifically saying they've scored only two third period goals the entire season so far and you guys remember last year we were one of the best third period teams scoring wise so that was a little shocking i would say like i don't know if this adds to like the you know like maybe some mishaps that we've had in the last little while but 
I feel like we really got to, not that I don't mind the goaltender rotation thing, but I just feel like, I think we got to just really admit that Shesty is the number one goalie. Like I'm not even talking down on Gorgiev right now, but I feel like, I just feel like that needs to be out there. Like, you know, we're hearing a lot of talk about like even making the Rangers have, you know, given us a captain now, like after all that and or whatever, I just feel like that also needs to be established aside from the captain thing. Like, I think it's clear to me that Shesterkin is the number one goalie. And I don't know if that's going to help yeah. confidence wise I mean, or anything better... like that, but like, I just feel like that, that needs to just be out there. Like, I know they weren't saying it, but like, come on, we all know it. And it's just like, I don't even know why that's a, like, why that was a thing, but Oh, I also I forgot you, uh, to mention. You better one not thing. talk down Georgiev. I've, yeah, I've, he might put me in a headlock. Oh, yeah, yeah, beat me to it. He might punch <laughs> you first, then put you in a headlock. But uh, I forgot to mention uh, Chris Kreider. Uh, he moved into, I think third. He moved into Mouse? second all time oh. with the uh, U.S. born players in points for the Rangers. He passed Mark Pavlik, and I know he tied mm. Cecil. Cecil Dillon, uh, did he move into second? I believe oh, that his. category shades. It's probably something pretty obvious. Brian Leach. Brian Leach. Yeah, Leach. Duh. That's why I was saying who leads it, and I knew it was obvious. Is he good? Oh, yeah. Kreider yeah. moved it. Kreider officially moved into second. <laughs> Ever heard of him? You said Kreider moved in. I thought you like you moved to like a new house or apartment. I was like, how do you know? He moved that? in. Who shares him with Leach? He moved in with Leach. Yeah. They just get hammered every <laughs> night now. <laughs> All right, I think that's all the, uh, I think that's all the thoughts we have on uh, the past four Ranger yeah. games, and uh, let's preview the next couple real quick. So we got arguably the hardest stretch of the schedule coming up because we play Washington, Boston, and Philly three times, and we play the Islanders again who we have not played well against the last few years. And I think Boston, Philly, and Washington have proven that they're the top three teams in the division. So I just want to put this out there. If the Rangers have looked this bad against the teams that are not at the top of the division, I like there's a very realistic chance things could get worse. Not to be a pessimist, I'm just I'm trying to be real here. What do you guys think about that? Honestly, I, I feel like I hope it's the case that we're just playing down to these teams and maybe we'll play up to those teams when we play them. That's a possibility. But I think if we're still decimated by these injuries and uh, we forgot to mention before with Kako on the COVID-19 protocol, but if, if he's out and which who knows, but we probably won't have Hedl back. Uh, hopefully we have Blackwell back, but uh, we're not sure what's going to happen with Smith. He's going to be evaluated. Uh, it should be interesting shades, but we'll see what happens because right now we don't know, uh, you know, anything could happen with these lineups. So I'm assuming by the time we play Boston, is Poshnok back already? He's coming back. Yeah. Hopefully not against yeah, the Rangers. Yeah, he's, no, he's back, back already. already. Yes, we're done. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I agree shades, but I'm hoping in this, in this stretch, we get some consistent goaltending that could also make it more competitive. But I, I that's what I, I hope, but we'll see. Uh, but I hope we just play up to these teams 
because I feel like we've been kind of playing down to some of them. Yeah, the uh, the carousel of goaltending, that's going to be a story to keep an eye on in the near future. Woj, you got any thoughts on these games? Um, yeah, like Brendan said, hopefully they're just playing down. Uh, they just need like a wake-up call to, to play a lot better against some of these teams. But um, I don't know how soon after they get the D'Angelo deal done, and I don't know if there's any shot that we get anything good out of it, other than like a few picks or like we're probably going to take on a bad contract. I don't know what what they're gonna want to do, um, but you know we're gonna need someone to step up big time for these these next few games. So uh, offense has to be there. We've gotten some goals here and there. We had a five four game the one night. We had three scored three last night. But yeah, a some lot of those one goals goal losses. Just, yeah, a lot of one goal losses. A lot of like cheap goals down low, like dirty area ones, like uh, Rooney's the other night. But you know they gotta look like they're gonna be more alive hopefully against some of these teams and if they're not they're in for a, a you know rude awakening oh i also forgot to mention before panarin's goal came <laughs> with less than one second left empty netter just just to yeah. stick it to them Meanwhile, after, after he tried to force a pass to on top of it and he's like ah oh, fuck it i still want the points so i'm just gonna rip one <laughs> right before the the uh, end hey, you might as well end your 400th nhl game in in style right it's yeah. true so, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, shades. It should be interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens with the schedule too, because uh, obviously the Devils now with uh, with COVID, and uh, now the Islanders game tonight was postponed. So I don't know what's going to actually happen with the schedule. Hopefully, hopefully no games postponed. But we'll, uh, no we'll see what happens. Postponed. I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. So. Uh... Whoa, you got any last thoughts? Uh, no, no, I don't have any. Uh, it's been a, a rough week, but, you know, hopefully uh, not week, weekend. I don't know. They'll probably lose the next, like, four or five games. Maybe Quinn's out of here. Who knows? <laughs> I, who knows? That's my take. I mean, if you keep losing these games, like, I don't know how you stay. How many, how many ones do they have? Three? Four? I think, well, two, yeah, three, three. So if you go three and what the next three games, what are they three? Two time losses. Yeah, I mean that's it doesn't look good. But well, hopefully, you know, we do win a few games, but probably won't. All right, so uh, let's just make a quick prediction here. Uh, does D'Angelo get traded or bought yeah. out at the end of the season? Traded. There's no way they buy him out. Brendan, what do you think is gonna happen? I hope we trade him. Just. So we don't have to. It's just so like he's not wasting away, and we're paying him. I'm gonna be bold here and predict that no team trades for him, and he gets bought out at the end of the season. Just I mean, to, just to disagree with you too. Okay, good. Because I was say, here. if you're a GM, like no matter what he does, if like they're willing to retain the salary and they'll give us like a seventh round pick, I don't know how you don't do it. If like that's the least option. Hey, if that's literally the best offer they get, they kind of have to take it at that point. Yeah. So, but uh, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up that I can't remember right now. Oh, yeah. That also uh, that also brings up the question, who is the third defenseman? This is a way too early prediction, but it has to be brought up. Who is the third defenseman outside of Truba and Lindgren that gets protected in the Seattle expansion draft? That's another question that's going to have to be solved or answered by the time 
June or whenever the expansion draft comes around. Can't they go like eleven forwards? So like uh, no, no, whatever no. it's it is, either, can't they? It's either uh, I think it's eight skaters or seven forwards, three defensemen. Oh, yeah. So who know? It could be Batetto. It could be Hayek. Now that that opens up a question, though. But uh, let's not. Let's see how the season plays out before we circle back to this a couple months from now. But uh, yeah. I, I think that's all we got, right? All right. Yep. Thank Until you. Until next time. Until next time is right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed a uh, drink or a sip, whatever you did, of uh, a brew you enjoy or your favorite brew, whichever it may be, during this episode of Pucks and Brews. We will be back on Friday, February 12th, for, with episode four. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Pucks and Brews, Pucks E and Brews. We're working on it. We're trying to get the name changed, but follow us on Instagram at Pucks and Brews Pod, spelled normally. Follow us on our Facebook page at Pucks and Brews, spelled, also spelled normally. And like I said, we will see you on February 12th on Friday. Going to record Thursday on the 11th. And let's hope the Rangers don't get absolutely blown out these next three games because like we said the game against the devils is most likely postponed so any final final thoughts before i end this gentlemen let's go rangers yeah yeah let's let's go (laughs) rangers Uh, i'll also be writing my name next to some of the tweets so people can differentiate between me and you all right very good yeah talk to everybody later